Welcome to Get Your Swag Back with Steve Clements. This podcast is a brash, barrier-breaking, unapologetic look at the modern male, his masculinity, and the lies he is taught on how to attract, date, and act in relationships with women. We uncover and expose the problems men have in the dating arena, especially after a bad breakup or divorce, and show them how to set their ship straight. We also look into the mind of women and why they may stay with one man versus another, unveil the secret language of women, teach you women speak, and the positive traits that women come running to when they see you in the modern masculine man. Make your comeback, take your balls back, and get your swag back. All right, all right, guys. I'm back. Back on the attack. And crushing the lies we are told about women, the dating world, and relationships. And I'm taking some notes from Andrew Furby's The Dating Playbook for Men. He has a chapter called The Worst Dating Advice You Will Ever Hear. It says, most dating advice does not come from a healthy place of wholeness and a desire for genuine help. Instead, as well-intentioned as it might be, it's delivered through the lens of other people's past trauma and emotional wounds. They're sharing the advice that they would have kept them safe from the pain and heartbreak they experienced in the past. They make claims like women just want a nice guy. Just be yourself. And they tell women, only date a man who will commit to you quickly. While these platitudes sound great in theory, they rarely deliver the results that women actually respond to. Nor is it what they really want. What's worse, many of the stories are so ingrained in our subconscious minds that we never even consider the possibility of their inaccuracy. So like I've said, we've been told lies to help you achieve the results that you want in your romantic life and attract the woman you most desire. You must remove these toxic social beliefs from your psyche and replace them with the only thing that works, the truth. Let's dive right into that. Lie number one, just be yourself and the right woman will come along. Since early childhood, we've been errantly taught that success with women and in life is nothing more than a byproduct of being yourself, your friends, parents, and likely the woman in your life, especially the ones who have friends out you in the past. Repeat this tired phrase over and over again, but they never provide any practical advice for implementing it and rarely if ever can explain what they really mean. Women on paper say they want a nice guy, but deep down inside, they want James Bond. As a result, men will blindly run with bad advice about being themselves and say, well, I went out to a venue and sat with a friend drinking in a corner, didn't have any conversations with anyone else. No woman showed up. No woman showed any interest in me. This is who I am and what I honestly want to do. So I guess being yourself doesn't work. Yeah, but they're missing the point entirely. Men often assume that being themselves somehow gives them permission to stagnate, to do less, and to slip into unproductive patterns and behaviors. They believe that women will find them attractive even if they lack social skills, have soul-sucking jobs and lives, and spend all their free time fantasizing about their future living in someday land. Cycling through a never-ending stream of ways to escape life like porn the latest TV shows, video games, or engaged in ego-driven workaholism. After all, they are, are indeed being themselves since that is what generally they want to do. 
and what they feel most comfortable with, but nothing could be further from the truth. Women aren't attracted to weak and purposeless men simply because they are being themselves. They want men who are committed to becoming their best selves. And I have said that again and again, work on becoming the best person you can possibly become in order to attract the right woman or a quality woman become a quality man. The right woman won't change you at your core or pursue goals and ambitions that are incongruent with your values. She'll expect you to have your life together, be moving forward and know how to lead your life. Women want you to take the lead. They don't want a man who puts on a mask and pretends to be someone he's not. They want a man who is unapologetic about who he is and what he wants in the world. A man who isn't afraid to express his desires. For example, let's say that you're currently overweight, working a so-so job to pay the bills, and generally unsure of who you are or what you want as a man. You aren't a goofball, party animal, or jock. In fact, you're a bit of an average guy and prefer to spend your evenings watching TV or hanging out with friends over a few beers. Becoming your best self wouldn't require you to relinquish your TV, ditch your friends, get tables at the club, or become a wildly extroverted party animal. Being your best self would mean optimizing your life to become closer to the man that you aspire to be. For instance, hitting the gym and losing the love handles, quitting your awful job in favor of a career that you love, even if it pays less, traveling alone for a while to develop core confidence in yourself as a man, starting a business that you'd always wanted to launch, or building a more powerful social network of men and women that you've always wanted to surround yourself with. When you go out, instead of trying to make things work at a loud club or social venue, opt for a quiet location where you can engage in the deep conversations that you naturally enjoy. You don't need to become someone that you are not, but you must maximize who you are and develop the attractive traits you already possess. It's about putting yourself in environments that you will naturally thrive in, because here's the hard reality. Who you are today was sufficient to attract the woman of your dreams, would you be already be have her? You cannot be yourself and expect women to flock to you. It is only by becoming your best self that you will achieve the results you desire. Lie number two, just be a nice guy and women will love you. Oh my God, right? Be the doormat. Oh, they'll just, they'll be tripping over you, right? Right? Tripping over to get away from you. First and foremost, they do not mean that they want a man who will bend over backwards to meet every need and desire at the expense of his own well-being, refuse to call her out when she acts inappropriately, or sit by quietly when she is acting disrespectfully, supplicate to her every whim, and need her approval. These are unattractive, weak behaviors that actively repel high-quality women and showcase to everyone in your vicinity that you are a man who lacks backbone and self worth. In short, that's not what women want. What women really mean when they say they want a nice guy is they still want a strong, masculine man with backbone, yet who treats her and others with respect and kindness. No woman wants to be with a man who will lie to her, cheat on her, degrade her, or act like an arrogant asshole. But neither do they want a weak, approval-seeking man that can easily walk over, they can easily walk over, and who cannot stand up for himself. Instead, women want a strong, assertive man who can be both dominant and kind, someone who marries the best parts of the nice guy 
and the bad boy. They want a man who is free, self-reliant, and powerful in his own domains, but also has the capability of being loving, tender, and generous both to her and others around him. But here's the catch that most men miss. Before she can view your nice and caring side as attractive and not weakness, she must first feel the masculine side. Women don't want you to have only the soft characteristics of the nice guy. They don't want a man who is strong, emotionally resilient, and self-reliant, who can also be kind and caring and compassionate. There's nothing wrong with being nice, vulnerable, and emotional to others. These are universally good human traits across many different cultures, but, but relying exclusively on the nice guy archetype to create attraction is a zero-sum game that you will lose to more dominant men. Line number three. Women want a man who will commit quickly. Third and final lie is that women want commitment right away. Oh my God. They do not. Women do not want to be put in a cage. They don't want to be tied down. Okay? They don't want to feel like they're being trapped. It's like chase after something or try to tighten your grip on something. The further they want to pull things away, they want to get away. The most bewildering part of this statement is that both true and false, yes, women want a man who is willing to commit, but be faithful, and whom they can trust, but women don't want commitment from every man that they meet. And if they do like you, then they certainly don't want commitment right away. They have to get to know you. Women, it takes time for women to fall in love. When you commit to a woman too early and too fervently, she won't see your commitment as a sign of loyalty and integrity that you intended to be. Instead, she would view your commitment as a sign of scarcity and desperation. And that's what you, you know, you see a lot of guys. They're very scarcity minded and desperate. And when women can sense that women's radar is very high, they feel it. They know if you're desperate or they know if you're in control and you're patient and you are in the abundance mindset. It's not the commitment that scares them, but rather an indicator that you are not grounded. You are quickly willing to sacrifice so much of your time, energy, and resources for someone that you barely know. They want commitment from the right man at the right time after strong levels of attraction have been established. They want commitment from a man they are actively pursuing and chasing, not from any man who meets the bare minimum requirements and is ready to get on the knee within a few months of knowing commitment is most attractive when a woman feels like she's being selected by a man who could also be with other women, but he actively chooses her. If you don't have other options, aren't dating other women, and she's the number one source of your happiness, guess what? It's not attractive. And you're stuck in a needy and validation-seeking frame. You have little to offer her, and she will reject your commitment with a common phrase. You're really nice, but I think we should be friends. Getting in the old friend zone. Commitment is more valued when it comes from a place of abundance. Selecting one woman from a pool of many and making the decision to say no to your other good options, you say yes to her. See, women like a guy who has abundance mentality. Women want to fight for you. Women want to, you know, compete for you. 
if you are in the abundance mindset and you are choosing her over others, that's a big thing. That is something they are looking for. Otherwise, your commitment carries much less weight, if any at all. While these three lies have proliferated our society for years, there are two final lies that are even more sinister and widespread than these. If you believe them, they will ruin your chances of succeeding with women and cause you to spend years of your life chasing the wrong things. And you know what? Let's prevent that from happening now. Guy says, don't I need to be rich, jacked, male model to date my dream girl? Pulled a hundred random men from any city in the United States and asked them the question, what do women want? At least 90% of them would respond with something along the lines of, Women want a tall, good-looking, rich man with six-pack abs. Now, I won't bullshit you and claim that you can live in your parents' basement until you're 40 years old, demand regular meals of meatloaf from your mom, flip burgers for minimum wage, and still date high-quality women. Money and physical looks do indeed matter, and anyone who claims otherwise is either lying or selling you something. But they don't matter nearly as much as you might think. Money is a strong indicator of diligence, persistence, and intelligence. Good looks are simply a sign of good genes and that a man respects himself and cares about presenting himself to the world, his best self. Both of these factors demonstrate the results of character traits indicating that a man can provide value and safety for a woman. Women want to feel safe. And comfortable. However, there are plenty of very successful men out there who are lonely, settling for subpar, toxic women and relationships, and simply can be the most unhappy and miserable people you've ever met. Money matters, of course, but and in and of itself, it is insufficient to attract a woman of quality and real substance. In fact, the most attractive women I've ever encountered were not dating men who were famous, wealthy, or had a stellar physique. They were with grounded men who knew how to elicit positive emotions, a high-status energy, and socially competent. On the other hand, I've encountered countless good-looking men who were very wealthy beyond most people's wildest dreams, yet they couldn't get a date with an attractive woman to save their lives. These guys that supposedly have everything that women want are constantly selling for low-quality women. When we talk about relationships, it's always the same. I'm not ready for the woman of my dreams yet. She won't want to be with me until I'm making more. Or, I'm ready for the woman of my dreams, but I don't have time because I'm so focused on my work. Seriously, so many men miss out on this opportunity to share their life with this woman of the dreams because they falsely believe they need to hit a certain financial milestone before a high-quality woman will want to date them. And because they have erroneously correlated money with success and desirability. More money means higher-quality women will want me, right? They forgo the best years of their romantic lives to increase their bank accounts. Most women don't care about your bank account as much as they do the quality of your character and the behaviors that you exude. Rich men are out there, but grounded men who are happy and vibrant are scarce in society, which makes them highly valued and admired by both men and women. A man making 50 grand a year, living below his means, and full of vibrancy, aliveness, and positive emotions 
is infinitely more attractive than a man making 250 a year who wastes his money on status symbols. High quality women do not want a man who's emotionally dead and drained by the 80 hour week, which he works. You are capable of dating very high quality women the moment that you step into and embody the grounded man, regardless of your financial status or physical appearance. She will come with you on the journey and share in the experience as you rise through the ranks. Not once you've arrived at the pinnacle in old age. And if she doesn't want to be with you because you aren't earning about above a certain threshold, then why would you want to be with her? Besides, how much more fulfilling is it to date the woman of your dreams now and bring her along for the journey to success? More importantly, how much more would you trust each other? How much deeper would your intimate connection be if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she would be with you even if you lost everything? The reason quality women are attracted to men with financial resources is rarely the money itself. It's the character traits and qualities that allow the man to make that money that is so key. The character traits and qualities that allow the man to make that money. If you already have those qualities and are working diligently towards your biggest goals, the right one will have no problem joining you on your journey while you achieve success that you desire. Now, does this mean that you shouldn't go after big goals in your career or try to accumulate wealth and financial abundance? Of course not. You absolutely should, but do it for yourself and your own reasons, not because you think it will make women flock to you. What most men fail to realize is that after a certain point in a relationship, women cease to see their partner on a physical level. Instead, they feel them. And if the right character traits and behaviors are not there, they feel nothing, regardless of the size of your bank account. This is a hard concept for men to internalize because men are so visually stimulated by the opposite sex. Over time, women care far more about the way a man makes her feel and less about the way he physically looks. See, the way you make, you, the way you make fee- people feel about themselves says a lot about you. What's missing from both the handsome and rich single men are the grounded man attributes and the right internal mindset. Fortunately, you now have both of these. In the coming pages, you'll unlock the third and final piece to the inner game puzzle. Number one way to instantly kill attraction with beautiful women. How would you feel if I walked up to you on the street tomorrow and handed you an Olympic gold medal? Do you think you would feel satisfied? Would you feel like you're actually achieved something? Sure, it might be a cool token or something you could sell for quick cash. But would you value that medal the way you would if you'd actually earned it? Would you treat it the same way as someone had sweat, bled, and worked hard daily for most of their lives? Of course not. The reason is simple. Human beings are hardwired to value things that are hard to do and tame and make, have more value in things that come easily. This applies to you as well as a gold medal. Women aren't drawn to a man who is easy to attain or who is an easy catch. They don't want to feel like they have you wrapped around their finger or like their beauty is enough for them to walk all over you especially so soon after meeting. They want to know that they earned your love and attention and affection by being the best person for you. They want to feel like they had to work hard to get something worth having and were able to beat the competition 
of other quality women. The problem is that most men are too easy and available. They'll open up their entire lives and their resources to a woman after just a few dates and good sex. When you allow a woman into your life without any sort of challenge or filtration process, she won't value the way she would if she worked to earn a place in your life. Make no mistake, she should have to earn it, just as you must become a grounded man and bring value in order to earn her time and attention. No woman, no matter how beautiful she might be, immediately deserves a long-term place in your life solely because of her physical appearance. You should have such high standards for yourself regarding the character of the woman you date that you will turn down anyone who isn't aligned with who you are what you value, or how you want to live. It's impossible for every attractive woman that you meet to be a good match for you. The more a woman invests in securing you as a partner, the more she will value and respect you and your relationship moving forward. Women want a man who is worthy of their time and energy. They want someone who is a challenge, which is the irony of all this. If you're too easy and overly available, then you are depriving women of the fun, excitement, and emotional stimulation of earning and returning the love, attention, and affection of a grounded man. So stop being so damn easy with women you want to date or with anyone else. Demand that the people in your life deserve to be there and refuse to settle for second-class behavior from anyone. When you establish your values, the women in your life will respond differently to you than to other men because she knows that her looks alone aren't enough. She will prove herself to you by showing you respect, being responsive, and enjoying the dating process much more with you. Now, this doesn't mean you should be too uninterested or that you can be so hard to get that you expect women to approach you. You must still take initiative and make the first move to do this effectively. You must show up in your most powerful state and bring high levels of energy and aliveness into your interaction. Getting into your most powerful state every day in its simplest form, it is simply the energy and presence that you carry with you and bring into any interaction. If you're feeling happy, motivated, and excited to go out and be social, then you're in a positive state. If you're feeling anxious, nervous, or lethargic, you're in a negative state. You may have experienced a time when you were out with friends and firing on all cylinders. Every word that left your mouth elicited hysterical laughter. You felt confident and bold. You pushed your interactions as far as they could and had a blast. What if you could command your body and mind into this level of state and high-status energy every day? How would this affect your interactions? Well, you can. The trick is to understand the power of your default. Your default state is the day-to-day -day state that you live in the majority of the time. If you regularly feel depressed, anxious, and nervous, your physical state reflects the mood of your emotions. This will become your default state. If you normally feel positive, energized, and excited about making the most of the day, this will become your default state. The good news is that you have the power to change your state in the moment, which will change your default state over time. If you want to achieve more results with women in your dating life, then changing your default state to include more positive energy, being social, and having more fun will do wonders for your dating life. And it's actually a lot easier than it sounds. Remember, you must be the director of fun. Girls just want to have fun have a high energy level, which is a great attraction to other people, you become a magnet. You become, you excite people. People want to know what's going on. People want to know who are you.
Most guys will operate in a low-status energy state all day long, then attempt to shock themselves out of this boring and unexcited state moments before going out to meet women. But to achieve the best and most consistent results, you must focus on cultivating a positive state the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. Whether or not you're going out that night or not, or having an attractive woman in your life or not, say hello to people in the elevator, flirt and make small talk with a barista when you get your coffee in the morning, chat with strangers in line at the grocery store, smile as you go by about your day, spend a few extra minutes with people over quickly exiting conversations. The more social you can be in your day-to-day life and the more you can create a default state of fun, higher energy, and sociability, the easier it will be to have effortless interactions with women. If you don't talk to anyone other than your dog and can have small talk with middle-aged cashier at the grocery store, then how on earth do you think you'll be able to suddenly flip the switch and get into good state with attractive women? The guys who can effectively create abundant dating lives with quality women are the guys who live in more productive states and have higher levels of social skills. But there's always another element to state. Momentum. Let's say you've been working on the computer all day long on projects and have had a little social actions through the day. Obviously, you're out of state at first when you get into a social situation. You need time to adjust from work mode to social mode as much as an hour to come alive, get present, and be more social. As a side note, when you're eating right, exercising regularly, sleeping well, doing things outdoors, having a fun social life, then tapping into a positive state will come a lot naturally and easier for you. When you're healthy, your base level of state is an unhealthy person's highest level of state. The goal is to constantly raise the bar of your base level so you're producing consistent results every day and you're not relying on things like excessive amounts of alcohol just so you can start and enjoy conversations with strangers and have fun. All in all, to reach your state, you must take more action and lower the time between interactions with men and women as you go about your daily life and know that you have a massive value to offer as a grounded man. When you can tap into this unrestricted social ability, you will increase your level of attractiveness. And that comes with the power of social proof and desirability. I'm going to be incredibly blunt here. You might not like what I have to say, and it most certainly won't be easy to hear. But here it is. People are attracted to that which is attractive to others. People desire that which is desired by others. And most men lead unattractive and undesirable lives. It's important to note that this tendency is not new. It's driven by millions of years of evolution. Human beings are hardwired to follow the crowd and desire, fear, and believe the same thing as those around them. It's kind of like an evolutionary shortcut. Instead of having to constantly vet, filter, and weigh different options, we simply pay attention to social cues, using them to quickly determine which things are valuable and which ones aren't. When it comes to women and dating, this principle plays out in a profoundly simple manner. Instead of trying to meet, talk to, and filter every man they see, women look for men who have existing indicators of social value, and vice versa. When a man is surrounded by beautiful women and admired by other successful men, his social value, his social cred, increases. Being social signifies that you are a healthy male with high self-esteem. When a woman sees that you have a strong social circle filled with other attractive women and successful men, it implies that you have a history of social success 
and are more likely to be worth her time. The approval of others serves as a pre-approval for her. It is unconsciously increases your perceived social value, making her view you as a high-value man. The problem is that most men struggle to build this social proof into their lives. They lack the requisite social skills to garner the respect and attention of others around them, and as a result, they are immediately seen as low-value men. Their lack of social proof serves as a warning to women that these men have may be emotionally unhealthy, lacking self-esteem, and plagued by a myriad of other interpersonal issues. Even though they might be interesting, down-to-earth, and emotionally stable men, women will see these weak social signals. It will prevent the interaction from getting to the point where they uncover the good qualities you possess. When you lack obvious social value, you will always struggle to attract the highest quality women. The fix is quite simple, though. Slowly increase your sociability and extroversion in everyday life. You've heard of introverts and extroverts. Introverts tend to go deeper with fewer individuals in conversations, while extroverts go wide, establishing surface-level rapport with the masses. Both approaches and personalities can lead to great results socially, so you cannot use I'm not an extrovert as an excuse to avoid being more social. You can absolutely be an introverted person who still makes a habit of connecting and building rapport with people every day. Make it a priority to introduce yourself to new people and share more positive emotions with others wherever you are. Conversations and interactions in everyday life are the best activity to improve your sociability and practice being more engaged and alive. The more easily you can connect with strangers on a bus and a plane, and people waiting in line with you at the store, the more easily you will be able to connect with the women you desire. After all, human beings are wired to connect. It's in our DNA, and it's one of the reasons we become the dominant species on the planet. For millions of years, we lived and died by our ability to socialize and cultivate relationships with other humans. Yet, as we become more technologically advanced, we've arrived at a point in our evolutionary journey but we no longer need to rely on other humans for safety and survival. We become isolated and often socially incompetent as we share, post, and hashtag our way through life. This isn't just our counterproductive for our success with women and in relationships, but for your health and success in life. So a doctor for behavioral sciences at Cygnus says that loneliness is worse for your health than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. You are not saving energy and time or getting ahead by not socializing with people. You are damaging your mental health and reducing your social value. The easiest way to increase your social health is to set a series of increasingly difficult challenges for yourself that stretch you out of your comfort zone, teach you how to engage with others in more exciting ways. To get started, simply commit to making small talk with a few strangers each day. Once this becomes easy, you can push yourself to complete more and more intimidating challenges. Start watching stand-up comedy and then challenge yourself to share a funny story or difficult pull-off joke to someone that you just met. Take improv classes, join speaking clubs, attend local meetups to make socializing a regular part of your life. Find an area of interest and join a group or class. Stop being afraid of the people around you and realize they are just like you. They're waiting for someone to come along and give them permission to have more fun, be more alive, and enjoy life too. Once again, being 
the director of fun, getting a good social life, taking speaking classes, learning jokes, going to the improv. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Being the director of fun, leading an exciting life, having a high level of energy will get you quality women in your life. Beyond surface level socialization and fun conversations, how do you break through the noise in your interactions and create a deeper level of attraction and connection with women? But what happens when you transform the language in which you communicate? But that is another podcast. This is all about the false ideas and the lies of what women want in you when you're in the dating world. Okay, they don't want a commitment right off the bat. They don't want a nice guy doormat in the first place. Okay, they want you in your masculine. They want somebody who's going to purpose-driven, who has a game plan in life, who's on an adventure, who's fun-loving, and has a high level of energy. They don't want this guy seeking approval, needy, in scarcity mode. Girls just want to have fun. Girls also want a guy who knows where he's going, who has a purpose in life, who has a great social life, has social cred, and somebody who, who wants to take her on the adventure with him. So guys, there you have it. You have the three lies of the dating advice you've been given that are totally, you know, they're totally false. That we've been we've been sold a bad bill of goods. It's all about being in your mask on, showing up as a man, being the leader, having purpose, breaking the barriers, knocking down the walls, not being Mr. Nice Guy Doormat, but being James Bond, who's a gentleman, but also kicks some ass. And I want to thank Andrew Furby, his dating playbook for men, for the information tonight. So guys, there you got it. And if anybody needs my help, I also coach. Go to swagbackdoc at gmail.com. Ask uh, for a coaching session. Or you can go to my Facebook page, get your swag bag jack on Facebook and book an appointment. And there you have it, guys. My goal to help 300 million men worldwide to make her come back. Take their balls back and to swag back. And remember, guys, it ain't over to the pat you on the face with the shovel. Steve Clemens signing off. I'll see you next podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Get Your Swag Back podcast with Steve Clemens. And if you like this shit, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you know anyone that may need to hear this podcast, which is 90% of the men in the world, send them my way. Please send us your feedback, questions, and comments to swagbackdoc at gmail.com. I love reading hate mail. Thanks for listening, and fellas, take your balls back and get your swag back. See you next podcast.